Now, the wealth protection diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Thank you for joining me on the Sherry Hill Radio Show. I had an awesome time last night speaking at eWomen Network, and the entire topic was how to be a master connector. And I truly believe that when you elevate your people skills to a level in networking, that you become a master connector. There's just so much positive and great activity around what happens when people think of you as a go-to. So I wanted to continue the, the topic and the discussion, so I invited Peter Padilla, who is the creative director for Sage Advertising and Marketing, to join me in this conversation so we could really talk about what is networking, what networking is not, and some of the great lessons and tools and things that both of us have learned throughout our entire career, because I would consider us both excellent at connecting people with what they need next. So Peter, thank you for joining me today. Sherry, I'm excited about the topic of today's program. I feel that networking and connecting is really the most important thing we do every day of our lives. It's how we stay relevant. I want to kind of set it up to really talk about what networking is not. Simply meeting someone and getting a business card to add to your collection is not networking. But you and I go to a lot of events and there's always people that want to hand you their business card. You Mm -hmm. don't know them. You don't even know what their company is. And by most accounts, when somebody hands me their business card, I cannot even tell what their business is. I keep the business cards that are relevant because I use them to stay in touch. But a lot of people, it's almost automatic. You ask for a business card, you give a business card. That's kind of where it ends. The card goes back in the box for so many people. Exactly. Or the round file because you can't put a face to the card. Certainly, there's a lot of people that think that if you join a chamber or a professional association or any type of networking group, that you're going to do business the first time you show up. You know, the chambers are kind of like going to court or for an attorney. Now, I say, let's go back to the chambers, right? It's kind of scary when you get back in there. What are they talking about? It's a very closed group. Sometimes, Sherry, I feel that chambers of commerce are a lot like that. They can get closed and they, they can create a lot of expectations for people who become members that, hey, I'm a member, so now I should get flooded with business. That, But if anything, that's just paying to enter. Right. Also, networking is not what I would call being a super taker. So this is someone who does not, will not, or cannot give to others. I've been to some events. It's just something that you talk about this, Sherry. I see people that go to events, and I wonder if they really understand why they're at these networking events, because they're the first people to get into the buffet line. They're the first people to get into the line for the second time, and they're just scooping up as much stuff as they can, hardly even talking to anybody. I wonder about these people. Are they really there to do what the event was designed for, which is networking, or are they just there to pick up some free stuff? 
Well, and then a lot of people, again, show up and they enter into a networking situation and all they're there to do is to try and sell you something. So those are all the definitions of what networking is not. And one thing I've discovered that it's called net work. You've got to work at it. It requires effort. But of course, the rewards are incalculable. You know, Sherry, somebody pointed out to me not long ago that the word network and not work are very close. (laughs) Yeah, one letter. Thank you. (laughs) So what is networking? Networking is it's reciprocal process based on the exchange of ideas, advice, information, referrals, leads, and contacts where resources are shared and acknowledged. So for a lot of people, myself included, networking is a, it's a lifestyle. I don't know when I'm networking and I don't know when I'm not because it's just the way of life for me. So I can go anywhere, be anywhere, and I will connect with people. Do you feel the same? You ever meet people that they're just so charismatic. Everybody wants to get close to them. They love to be around certain people and we all have the people in our minds who we're thinking about but there are people that have a natural magnetism and I think a big part of what that magnetism is is they're not afraid to talk to people isn't that really kind of what networking is Sherry it's not being afraid to talk to people the people you want to talk to the people you want to network right well also but people you don't know I know for a lot of people, they're shy, they're introverted, Mm -hmm. and so it's a big stretch for them to show Mm -hmm. up at an event, not know anybody, or come with one or two people, and then they tend to hang out in the corner or buy the bar or buy the food because they really don't know what networking is all about. And Mm -hmm. Peter, you know I've spent a lot of years, especially in this community, really helping people understand how to effectively network, how to turn your network into a way that you can increase your power, your position, your influence, and certainly your quality of life. And so for those of us that it comes absolutely natural to, again, it's a way of life. It's just what happens every day. However, I mentioned it earlier, we're going to talk about probably in a later segment, what I believe is that total top piece of the pyramid, which is how do you become a master connector? You know, Sherry, this is why I love talking with you and networking with you. Have you ever noticed that when you, for instance, go golfing, and if you golf with somebody, no matter what level you are, you're golfing with somebody who's better than you are, you step up your game. I always golf better when I'm golfing with somebody who's better than I am. Or if I'm bowling, with somebody who's better than I am, I find that I can have a better game. So I love networking with you. I'm even better at networking when I'm networking with somebody who's a master at getting out and about, talking to people, having a good time, and just kind of living that networking dream. Yes. Well, and I truly believe it's a, a skill, and it's an important skill that a lot of people don't take seriously, and in fact, they're not really good at it. But if you're in business, the number one thing that you want in business are referrals. Well, the only way you're going to build referrals is you have to understand what are those core principles surrounding the term networking. So, of course, there's three phases 
And those three phases are visibility is number one. People have to know you. They have to see you. They have to start to recognize you at certain events or in the community Mm -hmm. or in certain ways. That statement I said earlier where people show up to one event, think they should do business, and then you never see them again. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know your name. I don't have any idea who you are. Why would I ever do business with you? Many people start projects and start careers and starts all sorts of things, but they they don't follow through. They don't finish up. You know, networking is not just about going out to meet people and exchanging cards. That's just a foot in the door. After that, you've got to take it to the next level. Right. But to build that visibility means that you have to show up. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about where should you be showing up, but understanding in these three phases, number one is visibility, second is credibility. And this, of course, is when you follow through. You say you're going to do something, you're going to connect me, you're going to get me a resource, you're Mm -hmm. going to send me a report, and guess what you do? Mm -hmm. You do it. Right? Mm -hmm. So your credibility goes way up when you follow through. Oh, yes. The third is profitability. And that's when people start to do business with you or they send referrals to you. So understanding the three phases of getting acquainted, this isn't like one week span. This could take a year. It could Mm -hmm. take a couple of years. So again, visibility, credibility. Once you have established that, that's that know, like, and trust, then and only then will you move into profitability. We come back. I want to talk about the law of connectivity. We'll be right back. This is Matt Westfield, founder, director of Entrepreneurs Assembly. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because I learn things I wouldn't learn anywhere else. Thank you, Sherry Hill. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-F-U-N-D-I-N-G 
www.lcar.net forward slash LCAR or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750, NMLS number 3199, and NMLS number 1042857. Thank you. Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436. This is Leah Cartwright, Government Relations Manager at J.K. Bells & Associates. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has the ideas that make Reno work. The millennial generation gets great ideas from the Sherry Hill Radio Show. It's not what you know or who you know, it's how well you know them that really counts. But that's only half true. In order to manage a career, grow a business, or guide your personal or professional endeavors, it's who knows you. Joining me today in this conversation around one of my favorite subjects, networking, is Peter Padilla, who is the creative director for Sage Advertising and Marketing. What is networking? And of course, there's three phases, visibility, credibility, and only once you've established that will you move into profitability. And it's true that networking will enhance both your personal and professional life because it does increase your power, your position, and your influence, and certainly your quality of life. So what I want to talk about now is the, what I would call your networking toolkit. So Peter, you and I, we're out there networking, anyone in business. Of course, we have a a huge resource of folks in our networking toolkit, but I want to talk a little bit about what people don't really think about. So there's all kinds of networks. There's casual, there's the, you know, the the pay to plays, there's the community service clubs, professional associations, of course your social and business groups. And so one of the things that immediately comes to mind is that part of your networking toolkit has to be your attitude. When you're out and about and you know that you're going to be talking to people that many you may not know at all. You might be meeting people for the very first time. And I think that having a lack of confidence when you're networking is definitely going to hold you back. But a lot of people don't really know what it takes to be confident. You have to be positive. And the way that you're positive is by knowing that you have things to talk about. Look, there's a lot of boring people in this world. And they struggle at networking events because they really don't know what to say other than, hey, would you like to buy my service or my product? Instead of knowing how to break the ice, knowing how to have common interests. So one of the things I always try to do is to keep up with what's happening in the world. Local news, interesting events, curiosities, things that a lot of people could think about. So that when I go to a networking event, I can see somebody who I think might be a basketball fan and we can talk about you know, the recent March Madness. Or if somebody wants to banter about political happenings, I better know a little bit about who's running and where the standings are and so forth. So 
depending on the event that you're going to, you want to make sure that you're prepared with having some tidbits of information that you might like to share with people and be up to speed on current events. Absolutely. And of course, this also ties into your image. You're making a first impression. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to me how many people, you know, and certainly in the business world show up to events. They're not dressed for success. They... You know, certainly if I'm a contractor, I would expect to see you in a nice pair of jeans and maybe a nice shirt. Yes. But if you're a financial planner, I don't want to see you in shorts and flip-flops. I mean, you better look the part. Whatever you're playing, whatever you're doing in this world, you have to look like you're a success always at what you're doing. Look, if I'm a professional welder, I'm going to wear that welder's mask a whole lot. Because I'm a pro, and that's what I do, and I know how to carry a tool belt. But if I'm a, a real estate salesperson or an insurance salesperson, I need to dress like I'm a success in that business. And regardless of what people might say about living in a casual society, people expect professionals to look like they're professionals. And they may not say anything when they meet you, but trust me, I know for a fact, if you dress for the part, you're much more likely to reach your goals. And it's not just the clothes you wear. It's also, do you have a smile on your face? Do you have kind words to say? It's your tone of voice. It's your posture. It's everything around you. You are that impression, mm -hmm. and people forget that. They mm -hmm. might have been stressed out, leaving work, going to some event, and they, they come in with a frowny face or not very pleasant, and you have to remember, you got to check that at the door because when you show up to interact with people, they want to see the positive. They want to see the professional, and they want to see someone who's there to have fun and engage. And I think, Sherry, that goes back to being adequately prepared to enter into a networking or a conversation situation. If you are prepared, you're going to have a positive image of yourself. You're going to be much more positive because you're, you're not afraid – of failure. You're not going to disappoint people because you know going into the situation that you absolutely are prepared and you're almost excited to share what you've learned because this is showbiz. This is when it all happens. When you get to that networking event and you have an opportunity to visit with people, if you are prepared, you're going to have a smile on your face. You're going to have a great attitude, probably really good, loose, and uh, comfortable posture. And then if you know that you dressed for the situation, all the more power to you. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about business cards. You're in the advertising and marketing business, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves mm -hmm. on the planet, mm -hmm. is when people have ineffective business cards. And so, you know, I have business cards that have my picture on it, it has my contact information. Mine's actually a little marketing piece, very popular. However, I see this all the time. Business cards, no picture. I have no idea what the business is, no great tagline, which also then attaches to your website and all the pieces that all of a sudden are part of your image. I got a funny story to tell you about business cards. I worked for a wonderful man about 20 years ago. His name is John. And John was awesome. But John, like a lot of bosses, they they really focus on stretching a nickel. And we were chuckling about the costs of business cards with different stock of paper and different kinds of ink. And he said to me, he said, Peter, I used to have a boss and he was so cheap. He printed one business card, attached it to a chain on his belt. And whenever he met somebody, he'd show him the business card and he'd take it back. 
it's kind of funny, you know, you think about it. The reality, though, is, Sherry, that the business card should be looked at as a gift. And this gift is like a key. It's a key to accessing my opportunities for you, my areas of expertise, my connections, if you will. So that card has to say a lot more than just your name and number. I have seen some that are nothing but text with name and number, and they're probably semi-effective at the very best. But when you turn a, a business card into a marketing and promotional material, you're not only doing great services for your clients and prospects, you're helping yourself get more business. Today, first thing I do if I get a business card and I want to try and remember why do I have this card, who is this person, I'm going to go out and look them up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look and see if they have a website. I'm going to go out and see maybe they're on social media. And so again, from the marketing perspective, why all those pieces have to look great. Everything has to be connected with each other. It has to work together as a team and it has to fit. Let me tell you one of my pet peeves about a lot of people's business cards. More and more people, it seems like, are printing glossy business cards. They look nice. They're shiny. They reflect. But you can't write on them. And when I get a business card, I like to take notes. I like to put the date that I got the card, maybe put a little additional information about the prospect or the person that gave me the card so that when I go back to the office, I've got a little notepad along with the business card. And then there's the photo. Right. Yes. I mean, a professional photo, yeah, which, say, again, you're going to use on your business card, but also on your social media sites, even your website. So, yeah, I mean, anymore, it's not just about a business card. It's the it's the entry into who are you, your personality, the company you represent, and how you present all of that information mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. So the most important piece is you as the individual, because the whole reason we're engaged in this conversation and the whole reason that I'm going to ask for your business card is so that we can take the conversation to the next level. Right. All right. right. I'm not trying to sell you anything no. on the first date. It's purely... Oh, they were interesting. I want to learn more. And now I'm going to go out and check them out a little bit. But then if there's something of interest to me or I feel like there might be a great connection, I'm going to reach out to you and say, hey, let's go to coffee or meet for lunch. Or do you want to have a meeting to talk about each other's business? Absolutely. And I like the way that you refer it. It's kind of like dating. When so many people, when they meet a prospect or they're brand new at networking, you know, like dating – Instead of saying, hey, would you like to maybe get together and go bowling or something, it's a quickly, hey, let's go all the way. Let's go to bed right now. That's crazy, right? It's ridiculous to even think of that. But in reality, I think it happens a lot in business. I've had people come up to me. I just meet them. They give me their business card. And what kind of things do you offer? He says, well, I'm actually just looking for your referral is what they say to me. They want me to send them business. And they, they're not telling me anything that they can give back. It's like they're takers. They're not really giving anything. They're just here to see what they can take from the easiest and uh, opportunity and the lowest hanging fruit. Right. Well, and and really the key behind all of this is what I call serendipity. So in other words, if I put effort forth to get to know you, to understand what it is that you're doing, to make sure that, you know, I'm giving you my undivided attention – 
so that as we're connecting and communicating, there might be this potential for you might be that solution, you might be that resource, or you know someone who is that is going to get me what I need next. But I won't know that unless I spend time with you. I love serendipity. Serendipity Squarepants, I think is his name, is it not? No. The wrong guy? Wrong one? Okay. Anyway, but I love serendipity because Mm -hmm. it's about happiness. Sherry, when we're doing business with people, whether we're buying or selling, isn't it really about happiness? We want to make people happy. When I go out shopping for a product or a service or just networking to meet somebody, if I'm happy when I'm talking with somebody, they must be doing something right. They must have great conversation skills. They must have good knowledge. They must present themselves well. Sometimes you don't really know what it is, but there's just a certain charisma. Right. But the whole point of networking, it's all about what can I do for you? has nothing to do with what can you do for me. And so when people understand that fundamental principle, which is the more I understand about you, I understand about your business, then all of a sudden I'm out there going, wow, there's someone I met that you should meet. Or there's some kind of a great resource that would help you. Networking and true networkers understand it's helping you get what you need next. It has nothing to do with what you're going to do for me. When we come back, I want to talk about the networking pyramid. Had a lot of fun doing it, and I want to make sure we cover that for our listeners. This is Dr. Travis Adlington, optometrist at Adlington Eye Center. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because of her wealth of knowledge and her willingness to share this knowledge. High-level thinkers have great vision, and they listen to The Sherry Hill Show. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Thank you. Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, Company NMLS number 1142425, Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. This is David Cole, author of Go From Zero to Hero on LinkedIn. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. 
Sherry Hill is important to me because her focus is educating business owners how to take it to the next level. Sage advice and guidance is what you get when you listen to The Sherry Hill Show. If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. I'm convinced that our work, our relationships, and in fact, our very lives succeed or fail gradually, then suddenly one conversation at a time. Equally provocative has been my realization that while no single conversation is guaranteed to change the trajectory of a business, a career, a marriage, or a life, any single conversation can. If we want to accomplish great things in our organizations and in our lives, then we must come to terms with a basic human need. We must recognize that humans share a universal longing to be known and being known to be loved. When our conversations with others disregard this core need, our lives seem like an ongoing, exhausting struggle to get anything accomplished. Nothing changes, the scenery is boring, people and relationships are on automatic pilot. The flip side is that if you have a real affection for the people in your life, Genuine curiosity about the topic of the moment, an insatiable appetite for learning, and a fierce resolve to be with each individual, prepared to be nowhere else, then and only then will your relationships move forward and upward. You see, the conversation is the relationship. I've been talking about networking with Peter Padilla, who is the creative director for Sage Advertising and Marketing. We've been talking about the fundamentals of networking, a networking toolkit. But really, in, in the world of networking, there's some things that, you know, you have to connect with people. And so there's really four factors, I believe, and the first is attraction. So let's talk about that. And I'm not talking about we're sitting at a bar wanting to buy the chick at the end of it a drink. I'm talking about in a networking professional environment. Attraction is a very important thing to talk about, Sherry. First of all, I think people are attracted to situations, to environments, and to people that look like themselves. That's why when we talked about how you present yourself, the way that you dress, the way that you carry yourself, your body language, your posture – it's very important because successful people I have found want to be around other successful people. Great networkers and great communicators love to be around other great networkers and communicators because, let's face it, you've got something in common. So you may not feel that you are ready or even worthy of being in certain environments around the people you want to get connected with, but you have to mentally prepare yourself and convince yourself that you are ready, that you are worthy, and you do that by following guidelines and principles like what you're talking about today in your networking toolkit. Right. The other, of course, is similarity. We like to be around people who are like us and also people skills. So I'm talking about, you know, this is how you connect with people. First, you're attracted to them. You're always, you always want to connect with people who are kind of like you. And then, of course, your people skills. Do you have the ability to have an interesting 
conversation? Do you have in your arsenal of your mind, do you have noteworthy items or fun jokes Mm -hmm. or icebreakers and things like that? When you have those things at your disposal in your own networking toolkit as well, Sherry, I believe that you get one other very important tool in your toolkit that many people don't talk about when it comes to networking, and that is the ability to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. When you have great topics available, when you have great knowledge, you're not so threatened that you have to spew your information and knowledge on people. You can wait for the right moment. And let's face it, timing is everything. Certainly, once you develop active listening skills, you follow or you fall more into what we would call rapport with people because mm-hmm. now you're you're matching tone and texture and you're matching body language and you're looking people in the eye and things like that. So all those things are how you connect effectively with people. So at the level of of networking it's when you show up somewhere and all of a sudden you're interested in people you're attracted to certain folks you realize that there's commonality and then you start to and this is where the practice comes in we talked about network is about working it's about developing skills and people skills and developing rapport with folks is hugely critical you know networking is exactly what it means it means interacting with people that have similar interests, goals, and objectives. A lot of people don't know where networking really comes from. I started in the networking business back when I got into the television business, and we were with an affiliate that was part of a network. And this network was all this string of television stations spreading from New York all across the country to Los Angeles, and all of the network stations had common interests, common goals, and although they had different clients, they were able to connect with each other and talk about doing business. That's the classic example of what a network is. On a local level, it's about interacting with people that are in your own local community that have similar interests, similar objectives, and with the strength of the network, all parties are able to elevate their business. Well, not only that, it's, you know, what we're trying to achieve as we're, you know, boiling this down to this is all about building relationship mm-hmm. is to get to trust. Knowing someone and liking someone doesn't mean I'm going to do business with you. The moment we move into a trust relationship where you've already demonstrated you're going to follow through on what you said, maybe you've already referred some business to me or I've referred business to you or we've met and hung out with each other through some of the social organizations or nonprofits that maybe were uh, attached to. So it's it's all about building trust. And the only way you can build trust is by caring about people and making sure that you're listening to them and you're hearing what they're saying and then you're acting accordingly. I think a lot of people undervalue that third element, Sherry, the element of trust. It Look, it's easy to know somebody. You meet somebody and immediately you know who they are. You can like somebody just strictly on their physical appearance or their way their voice sounds or the fact that they maybe give you a gift or they take your gift. Knowing and liking happen relatively quickly. Trust, on the other hand, I think the only way you can really gain trust is by having some time involved. And again, going back to like dating. You meet somebody, you know them early, you know them, you kind of like them. But trust, before you have that trust, you cannot take the relationship 
into a passionate relationship. You cannot create a, a relationship that is intimate. You cannot create a relationship that is confidential. In order for people to do business with you, many times they have to lay it down on the line. They have to show you their cards. And especially if you're dealing with a financial transaction, that person has to trust you enough to open up their checkbook, their taxes, whatever it is, and they're asking for help on their finances. You don't do that with just somebody that you know or somebody that you know and like. You've got to trust them. Part of the the fun of the presentation I did last night at eWomen was I went through this whole networking pyramid and we've we've talked a little bit about you know the different types of people that show up to networking events but let let's kind of run through the pyramid so the very first of course on the bottom rung mm-hmm. of people that are out in the networking world are who I call the resistors and obligators these are the folks that you know they came with someone else you can tell they're bored they certainly don't enter into a lot of conversations and oftentimes they have like a scowl on their face they don't want to be there they don't want to be there they're there but they don't really want to be there what are some of the reasons that they are there then what why would they be there because they came with someone else typically a spouse or a partner that's like feeling obligated to be there Mm -hmm. but certainly has no reason or want to participate in what's going on so what about if your boss tells you you've got to go to this network you need to get sales well, we're, we're going to get to that person this is the resistor obligator oh, so okay. so i don't even know if you can call them a networker because they don't want to be there and they sit in a chair and they don't talk to anybody mm-hmm. the next level is what i call the professional moocher Oh boy! And this is the person that we've all seen them. They hit every event. They hit every trade show. They've got bags full of every free pen and notepad and squeezy ball. And they don't just go through once. Usually by about their fourth time around, you've picked up that this is a professional moocher. You know, the sad thing about the professional moocher, Sherry, is this. If they decided to do anything different, they could probably do it pretty well because I've got to tell you, I've seen some pretty good professional moochers. Not only do I see them at the Saturday function, I'll see them at the Friday function. Then I go to a Wednesday function. There they are again. Of course, they're doing the same thing, right? They're scooping it up, filling the bag, eating the free food, whatever it might be, and they make their circle. It's kind of like this is what they're, they're good at being a moocher. Well, I wonder if they have closets full of pens and notepads. But the the problem with the professional moocher, besides, you know, eating up all the free food and everything else, is they have zero interest in ever doing business with you. I mean, you talk about the epitome of a taker. Mm-hmm. This is the person that is only there to fill their duffel bag full of all the, the promotional materials and items that people have spent a lot of money to create without any intention they never even ask you a question they have no interest in you just I mean, it, what is it can you give me right now well they're they're classic and they're they're not giving at all that's just that they give nothing back to the universe when they're strictly taking i don't think you should take doggy bags to business mixers just doesn't seem right right we're going to pick up on the networking pyramid joining me is peter padilla creative director for sage advertising and marketing This is Douglas Howe, founder and principal at Emerson Management Solutions and a mentor with Entrepreneurs Assembly. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show.
If you are a mover and a shaker, you should be listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Thank you, Sherry. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-H-U-L-B-E-R-T.com, or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. This is Dr. Cheryl Adlington, optometrist at Adlington Eye Center. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she uplifts everyone around her. Sage advice and foresight is what you get when you listen to The Sherry Hill Show. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. It's a lifestyle, not a work style. The best networkers don't know they're networking because for them, it's a way of life. Top networkers network because they love helping people and playing matchmaker. They make and value the time they spend building and maintaining relationships, forging connections that blossom into strong, mutually beneficial relationships. It takes time, effort, and a huge commitment to elevate your people skills into an art form, but when you do, that's when you achieve the level of master connector. Joining me today, Peter Padilla, Creative Director for Sage Advertising and Marketing, and we've been talking about something I created with him called the Networking Pyramid. And we went through the resistor, the obligator, the professional moocher, and now we're at the level of professional attendee. So you know those people. Those are the ones that, you know, often they're paid to be there. Basically, you know, they're friendly and everyone knows their name. But what's interesting to me is that these are the folks that you would think that they would be hugely connected, but they never make a connection. You know, Sherry, we're in a gaming state in Nevada and a lot of table games like Baccarat, Blackjack, Gow. Many times the casinos put in what are known as shills. These are people that actually work for the casinos, but they put them at the tables so that they can show that there's action, motivate others to play. I look at these attendees, these professional attendees at networking functions, a lot like that. They're really just shills. 
Only they're not getting paid as far as I know. They're just there to take up space and smile when you walk in the door. I wonder why people do this. All I can imagine is that they're bored or maybe they are getting some kind of a stipend to be there. But it's just like they just do it because they need a little bit of attention. I don't see these individuals really leading a charge to bring in new business. No. Part of it is they're at every single event. They're overexposed. You see them all the time. I often wonder if they sleep with their name badge on. But some of these people, I find it really funny because even though you connect with them and you say hello, there are things that people are out there marketing and promoting at these events Mm -hmm. where there's no way that you could ever help them because you'll Mm -hmm. ask them, well, hi, what's your name and what is it you're doing? And they're like, oh, I sell custom harnesses for yaks. And you're like, what (laughs) am I supposed to help you? Why are you here? There's no way we connect. We'll never connect. And yet they're there all the time. Well, you know, they must know about a certain market that we don't. (laughs) But I got to tell you, I don't know of a lot of yak activity going on in northern Nevada. You're right. It's kind of a mystery as to why they are there. But I think it's important to know, Sherry, that at all networking functions, you meet these people. They are there. And so part of being a good networker is knowing who not to spend too much time with. Right. Exactly. All right. So moving up the pyramid, we have the resource networker. And of course, these are the ones that they're handing out all their business cards and they're only going to engage in this network when they want to uh, make a sale or find a job or get a lead. And then they basically disappear. So they're presenting the resources that they have available to the people they're meeting. In most cases, it's the sale of their product or service. Right. And they're not really interested in you. So again, we're at the level of these are all the free events. These are all the people that are showing up, taking all the goodies, the takers, or they're just there to try and sell you something and get as many business cards handed out as possible. And so, you know, part of the the message is, you know, really know where you're at in the networking pyramid so that you can elevate yourself. In many ways, I see the resource networker as a taker themselves because they're really just there to see what they can take for their own benefit. They're still not really giving much. Well, and if we come back to the know, like, and trust, certainly at this level, everybody knows you. (laughs) You have a lot of exposure. You're overexposed for the most part. You might be in the the like you. Well, I see guys and I say, I know you. You're the guy that's always trying to sell right. something. But we haven't reached trust you level. So now the goal is to get above the line. So now we move into the pay-to-play professional network. So, of course, there's a lot of levels inside the pay-to-play. These are your organizations where there's a monthly fee or a membership charge. And of course, you're going to have more seasoned organizations. You're going to have people that are committed to these organizations or not. You're going to have people at this level who expect a return on their investment because they're paying money and they are expecting that people are going to do business with them. Well, I think it's when you pay money to get be part of an organization, you've got an investment. And I think the likelihood of success is much better when you're actually paying to be there. At this level, people are starting to understand it really is about relationships or not. Or they may start to refer business or not. They might invite other people to join or not. 
they are interested, of course, in expanding their network, and they will talk to a lot of different people. However, typically, the networking at this level is casual because it's convenient. There's not a lot of effort into it because we're all in the same room. It's kind of like when you go to a networking function and you see somebody that you see all the time. Maybe they're a professional attendee. And then they'll spring into action. Oh, I want you to meet this person. And they'll meet this other person. And they're introducing the two of us. Suddenly, maybe they feel like they're a great connector. They may not know either one of us very well, but it's so convenient to make that connection. Although it's good to have a connection, it doesn't really have the same value because there wasn't really that much effort. Right. The next two levels are what I call the benevolent networker, and these are the folks that are involved in service or nonprofit organizations. They're really champions for the cause, and they love to give their time and their energy and their resources. And of course, business is going to occur organically because you're surrounded by folks that are like-minded and they're in the same cause. So you're all in that same place. They tend to involve other folks. The idea networker, on the other hand, is your C-suite level. These are your CIOs, your CFOs, your CEOs. These are the folks that are out asking a lot of questions. They're open to adventure and the unknown. They do require a lot of diversity because what they're trying to do is innovate or problem solve, and they have to be out there surrounding themselves with a lot of different people, putting themselves in a lot of different places. They're usually travelers, right? Mm -hmm. World travelers. And they tend to hang out in peer-to-peer mentor groups. So as you can see, moving up the pyramid, the goal is to get here, master connector. This is when you have elevated your people skills to this level. And this means that you are now fascinated by people and what they do. I love the benevolent networker, Sherry, because they are really true givers. I mean, that's really where they're putting bulk of their focus. They might be pay to play. They might be paying to be part of the entity or the organization, but it's really for them all about giving. And so they've got a passion and they've got a heart in it. And obviously the C-suite networker, because that's really where we all want to go for ultimately successful. We're running the company. We're not out there just networking to look for a sale. We're actually networking to look for ideas and concepts and growth. But I can assure you this, C-suite networkers didn't just start there. They worked their way up. Absolutely. Part of elevating up to Master Connector is that you have reached a point where you become that go-to individual. You're generally respected. People like you. They trust you. But the difference is it's daily. It's active. So every single day, people reach out to me to go, who do you know? Do you have a resource? Can you help me? Right? And it's always with intention. I'm not looking for anything in return. It's they know that I have this awesome network of resources and people that I can help connect the dots. So when you're a master networker, a master connector, it's not like it's just the duty of the day. It's really the way you live your life and the way you run your business, start to finish. The real key here is that 
you realize you're in kind of this position and so you have there's a lot of neutrality to this position you'll never see anything on my website or facebook postings about political or anything because i don't want to offend anybody now what i truly think you can always buy me a cocktail and figure that out but the bottom line is you're you're at a place where people are respecting you and they respect everything that you're doing in the community so a lot of times you're on uh, nonprofit boards you're working within the community at a lot of different levels And the main thing, though, is that you are active within your own network. You do business with people in your network because you get a lot of referrals back or you give a lot of referrals. Social media networking allows you to touch a lot of different eyeballs, but there's a danger there, Sherry. You're right. You have to be careful what you talk about. It's not open season. I feel, in fact, that when you're on social media as a professional, it's like going to a network function. Be careful who you talk to. When you talk to people, be a good listener, and when you talk about things, talk about positive things, interesting things. I hate it on social media when people post things that they hate. So every time I see a post from certain people, they're going to be telling me what they hate. You know what that's called in real life? Nagging. Right. (laughs) Exactly. The cool thing about being a master connector is I'm absolutely fascinated by people, what they do, and so it all ties really into what I do for a living. Really the goal is that if you understand the principles on how to use networking effectively, I guarantee it's going to grow yourself as an individual, it's going to grow your business because you're out there in the landscape with a lot of people who are just as interested in you but really the bottom line it's you help a lot of people and that's the love and the caring and where the serendipity and the magic comes in is because you realize it's it's all for service it's service to others yeah i had a young lady that worked for me a number of years back in the company i was with sherry and she was having a challenge in making sales It's a numbers game. You have to talk to so many people every day in order to accomplish a relative uh, average goal. She was making those number of calls, in fact, more, but she wasn't making her sales. So we did more analysis. We came to find out that she was calling on the wrong people. She was actually calling on people that didn't have the capacity to do the kind of business with her that she needed to be successful. Networking is much the same. You have to ask yourself, am I networking with the right people? And I find that many people, they repeat over and over again, networking with the wrong people, thinking that if they network with them long enough, they're going to start to grow their business. You need to network with the right people, and that sometimes means not showing up to those other places where you've been hanging around for way too long. So I think people really need to be selective as to who they talk to, who they network with in person, and on social media. Absolutely. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Peter, for joining me today. I love this conversation around networking and connecting and how we help others grow their business. Thank you for being here, Peter Padilla with Sage Advertising and Marketing, talking about one of my favorite subjects, how to grow your business through networking. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. 
small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show.